0: Hello, this is Coach Tim Campbell, and I'm your host for the Self Made is a Myth, Make a Difference Together show, where we're interviewing successful business owners to hear their stories to building their business. And because we know that success in business doesn't happen in isolation, we are recognizing the people who have helped us along the way. And I'm excited to have a fellow business owner from Indiana with us today. Uh, My guest traveled around the country as a kid playing chess. And his team uh, won a couple of national titles. He enjoys spending time with his family and bow hunting. And check this out. He cut down a bunch of poplar trees on a lot that him and his wife own, sent it to a sawmill, and built themselves a log cabin. It's my pleasure to welcome Larry to the show today. Hello, Larry. Hey, Tim. How are you doing today? I'm awesome. Thank you for asking. How about yourself? I you having me. Oh, it's, a, it's my pleasure. Well, hey, let's... Let's start with having you introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about your personal story, like uh, where you were born, where you live, and about your family. Yeah, so I grew up in Terre Haute, Indiana, went
1: to Indiana State, got out of college, you know, moved to Indianapolis, pecking around for things to do, and ended up uh, opening an accounting firm. Fantastic. Been doing that for going on about 25 years now.
0: Awesome. And what do you, what do you enjoy doing in your personal time?
1: You know, I'm a crazy buck hunter, right? I like to bow hunt and chase big bucks. That's my real passionate hobby. And then, you know, I got two uh, two kids, two little girls are in all kinds of activities, and we are constantly traveling around doing those things. It's all good.
0: Fantastic. So is there a funny story that your family likes to tell about you that you'd be willing to share with us today? You know, I don't know if it's a one that they like to tell about me, but it's
1: one about my professional career, right? So when I first started, you know, you're learning how to do the job. And all of a sudden, you know, six months later, we get this nasty penalty notice on this tax return I was working working on. And I'm like, holy moly, man, that that penalty's like more than I make in a whole week, you know. So I was real nervous. And I'm like, what are you going to do? And there was this lawyer in the office. And he's like, well, are you a professional person? And I'm like, well, of course I am. You know, you kind of puff your chest out yeah i'm a professional guys well then get over it because that's not gonna be the last one of those people, you know? <laughs> you're gonna be a professional person you're gonna get born one of those right so.
0: indeed
1: and he was correct right 25 years later i'm certain of it so
0: fair enough right well we were just joking offline about uh, little oops that i had in a Another interview where I forgot to press the record button. So, yep, yep. Mistakes happen all the time, right? They do. (laughs) The key is recovering from them.
1: That's the most important key that there is, is getting on the other side of it
0: and keeping going. Yes. So, Larry, tell us about how the business came about and at what point did you have the confidence that you could run your own business? You know, that's a great question. I mean, in reality, what
1: happened was, is that I got out of college. I needed to make money. I needed to pay my bills. I got a job. I started collecting clients on the side and pretty soon the clients on the side kind of get started getting in the way of the job. And after a couple of years, you're like, Hey, you just need to jump and go get out on your own. And so I did that and I worked out in my house for a, couple of years, long before COVID ever showed up, mm-hmm. decided that I hated working out of my house and I would never do it again. <laughs> and finally went and teamed up with a lawyer, a couple of lawyers and some financial planners and jumped and got an office and haven't looked back. Right. And so you started
0: with me and now there's like, you know, 16 of us. So it's going pretty well. That's awesome. Congratulations. So tell us a little bit more about your company. Well, I mean, we're a CPA firm
1: right? We do the basics, as I call it, the blocking and tackling stuff, right? You write payroll checks for businesses. You uh, prepare financial statements. Most of our clients use QuickBooks or some version of one of the QuickBook versions and do a lot of tax work, right? Tax prep, tax planning, IRS. You get a notice. Everybody's afraid of the IRS. I don't happen to be afraid of the IRS. <laughs> they have to follow the same rules that we do. So, we just go get a copy of the internal audit revenue manual and make sure that they are following the rules that they're supposed to follow. Right. So it's, it's fun stuff. It'd be, it is amazing what you learn about uh, and I'm sure you know this, right. But it's, it's amazing what you learn about uh, uh, what people do and they're making a lot of money doing it. Right. Mm-hmm. so it's like, holy moly, you do what? Yeah. OK, fine. I need to be doing that. You know? <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. Uh, the other side, too, and I'm sure equally you hear that you see this all the time, too, is we also understand or we get to see the inside scoop on. Right. That that, you know, all business owners are generally the same in terms of right. They're small business owners. I mean, they're they're doing you know the best they can, but there's a lot of things that they don't know right? And, and uh, that's why they use somebody like you to help them figure that out so that they don't have to be burdened by it.
1: Absolutely, right? Well, and the thing that I've learned about that over time is, you know, generally, everybody's smart, you know, you can figure things out. But in the end, especially in our profession, you just don't want to have to go wade through all those things and try to keep up with it, right? Because I've had a lot of people tell me, hey, I read the manual, and this is what it says. And I'm like, well, that might be what it says, but that's not how it gets applied. <laughs> <You know? laughs> right. yeah. Well, That's only half the story. Right. And so, yes. Yes. you know, I've got a, have got a few battle scars to get my way through <laughs> whatever those uh, is, situations are. Right. <laughs> so,
0: yeah. <laughs> so, Larry, share a story where someone pushed you or inspired you that you could do it when maybe you didn't think that you could and the impact that person had on you. <laughs>
1: You know, I was very fortunate, right? My stepfather owned a CPA firm in Terre Haute, and right before I got out of college, he sold it. And so here he is. He he ran a firm for you know twenty plus years, and I was looking for something to do. And he's like, "Come on, we'll go, we'll go open up a practice." And you know, so that's your first job, right? And so you you, you get all this knowledge and all this background information that a lot of people wouldn't have. Yeah. And, you know, when I decided to jump, he's like, go for it. You know, I'll help you. We'll t- you know, tell you things, tell you where to go find things that a lot of people starting out wouldn't have had that advantage. And it really, really put me on solid footing on a technical basis. And then and then after that, scenarios just keep popping up. You find a new client, new new set of facts, new set of tax code. Yeah. Right. And so uh, I was very, very lucky and it's worked out very well. And because yeah. one of the one of the coolest, most amazing thing is after sitting here for 25 years is people still walk through my front door and talk to me about a tax issue that I've never heard of before. <laughs> so then you're like, all right, I'll go figure it out, right? You right. go pull the code out, you read it, yeah. You go, right? Then you <laughs> figure it out. Yeah. There's a lot of pieces of that code I don't know anything about.
0: <laughs> and what's your father-in-law's name? Uh Gerald. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, what's your biggest learning as a business owner over the last number of years? Oh my
1: gosh, man. I mean, that's such a hard question. I guess the real issue is, is that overall it's specific to my business uh, only is I started by myself. Now there's a lot of us you've had to reinvent yourself because you're constantly learning a new job. Mm -hmm. So you grow, you hire somebody, you give away part of your job. Now you got to go figure out what your new job is. (laughs) And that is, that's been hard for me. That's been a real struggle. And, you know, I'm, I'm okay at technology. Everybody else in my office is generally a lot better than than I am mostly because they'll put the time in to figure it out. and I just talk on the phone all day. Right. So, (laughs) you know, but that's been, you know, that's been a tough thing because I always have to figure out my new job Mm. and Then you got to go figure out how to do that job. And so along the way, you're going to stumble and make mistakes and make good decisions and all those things. But you just it's like anything being an entrepreneur. You just have to get up and keep
0: going. Right. Don't get stuck, as I say. I I like that. the Get up and keep going, because inevitably, and we talked about this already uh, a little bit earlier, is we're going to make mistakes, right? We're going to make mistakes. And so it's a matter of realizing that that's just part of the game, right? The most important thing on that, and I'm a firm
1: believer in this, is that making mistakes is just part of it. Mm. And if you think that making the mistake is like, oh my gosh, I made a mistake, I'm I'm a failure. No, failing is part of succeeding. And when you change your mindset, think about it that way, all of a sudden doors open up that you didn't see before and you look at things in different ways. And really what happens is you end up making better decisions and therefore you become more successful.
0: Yes. Yeah. You, you mentioned mindset. It's, you know, about 90% of whether we're going to be successful or not is all the, the stories we tell in our head, right. Whether we oh yeah believe we are, and whether we're willing to persevere and try again and try right, to get up and keep going. And yeah. You know, what's funny about that
1: is in, you know, you know, Tony and Tony sent out some thing one time and he had some guy who's over there just talking about, it. he's the coach. And he kept saying, i'm a champion i'm a champion i'm a champion you know like i i I have borrowed that and i tell my girls right go look in the mirror every day and tell yourself you're a champion and your day will go better
0: yeah yeah Yeah. in fact there's been multiple studies that says that the way that you've spent the first 59 minutes of your day is going to dictate how your day goes
1: i would totally agree with that
0: so if you get up and you do your your prayer or meditation or exercise, yep. right? And sight, get your mind ready. It's just like playing sports, right? You do the pregame every morning before you go yep. out into the office and you're going to crush it.
1: Absolutely, right? And and it's it's so important. You can tell, hey, I had a great day today. It started, like you said, in the first five minutes of the day, right? If you kick the bed when you get out of bed, it might wobble and go <laughs> yeah. the wrong way, right?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Part of that is when you do the, Kick the bed, you're like, hey, I got to figure out how to not let this ruin my day. Yes, (laughs) yes, yes.
0: So for everyone listening, the thing you shouldn't do when you roll out of bed is check your email and see all the problems that you're facing, right? When you get- Absolutely.
1: Totally (laughs) agree with that. I do not do that,
0: right? I am not
1: one of those guys.
0: So Larry, we know that business success doesn't happen in isolation. So tell us about one of your biggest challenges uh, and a fellow business owner that came alongside you and helped you get through that. You know, there's so many of them, right? I mean,
1: I've been fortunate to work with a lot of really good people that come to me. You know, I guess really, if you back up for a second, my biggest challenge on that topic is I'm the advisor. Mm. Everybody comes to me and says, hey, this is my problem. These are my facts. What do I do about it, right? I haven't been as good about having that person for me. Mm. Right. So more than one time I have found myself looking at the mirror, thinking about whatever my problem is, thinking, what in the hell did I tell somebody else that had this problem? (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes it works out. Sometimes it doesn't work out. Right. Yeah. But, you know, (laughs) you just you got to go out and you got to talk to your clients and you see what they're doing, see what they're living through. They all come up with good ideas. Yeah. Right. The best one was, was a tax related issue. And he's like, you know, he had a really, really good year. He owed a ton of tax. And he's like, look, I got to keep what was left. I need to <laughs> make more money. Right. And I'm like, wow, everybody wants to pay no tax. And you're over there telling me you want to pay a lot more tax. Yes. Cause you get to keep what's left. That is a different, a definitely different mindset. And then I've learned to think it is the correct mindset. Right. Yeah. So
0: yes, it's, it's, I've been, I've been lucky that way it's kind of, it's the difference between in what we would say, owning a job versus owning a business, right? If you Absolutely. own a business, you want to have profit because you need to, you know, you may need to get a loan, right? You may need to invest in future growth. If if you just own yourself a job, then you don't want to pay any taxes because you want to, you know, it, you want to keep it all. That's correct, right? And, and, and one of the things too, it's
1: specific to my trade as well is, is which tax do you want to pay? Because you're going to pay one. Them, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> so now we could start influencing, hey, I want to pay that one. I don't want to pay that one over there. Yes. And yes. all of a sudden you can be successful in how you become an advisor in my
0: specific profession. Yes. And that's why we go to people like you instead of trying to figure out on our own, because you've done it a hundred times a day. So you already, you already, you're, you're quicker to get the answer than us trying to you know, read that stupid manual and and oh, yeah. numbers ourselves, right? <laughs>
1: well, we have we have debates inside of our office. Like, okay, hey, we all read whatever that section is. What does it say? Right? we all come up with different answers. We kind of generally fishing in the same pond, but you know, it's like, okay, what does that really say? Because yeah. I'm not so sure sometimes. You know? Right.
0: <laughs> so, Larry, if I ask you to pick three people. Um, in your business owner journey that you're most grateful for being there for you uh, to help with your business growth. Who are those three people and how they help you?
1: Yeah, for sure. The first one is Gerald, right? He he set me on the right path. He uh, He was a very, very good mentor, right? And mentors are very important in terms of just life in general. And if you want to go be a business person, you know, because you have to learn how to make decisions with incomplete information and recover through making bad ones, right? And <laughs> yes. so he was very good at helping me do that. You know, of course, my mom and my brother were very supportive because starting an accounting firm, working out of your house is kind of a large uh, endeavor, right? And it's a little, bit, uh, a little bit out there as far as, you know, not a lot of entrepreneurs in my family, right? So mm-hmm. I became one. And then definitely my wife, right? Because she supports me every day. Right. She puts up with all my shenanigans, especially <laughs> on April the 16th when I'm like, I'm so sick of this. I'm going to go find something <laughs> right. new to do. Yeah. And then about July, I'm like, hey, I'm going to buy that practice over there. Right. So, you know, it's just it's just all of one side and then all of the other. <laughs>
0: right? so. Yeah. Well, let's give a shout out to your wife. What's her name?
1: Michelle. Yeah.
0: Hi, Michelle. Yeah. <laughs> Thank awesome. you, babe. Hi. Right. So, um, Larry, as you think about the next three to five years, what are the biggest challenges you see that you're going to face to reach your goals, and who are the types of people you're going to need to overcome those?
1: And that is a great question, right? I mean, right now I have the philosophy that says there's more seventy-year-old accounting guys that want to get out of the business than there are fifty-year-old accounting guys that want to grow. Mm. Right? I'm fifty-five, and I've got an eleven-year-old, and a thirteen-year-old, Molly and Maggie. Hi, Molly and Maggie. And you know, they're they've got a few years, so I'm looking at saying, hey, I'm going to go for it here for another. 12, 15 years yeah so you're gonna have to figure out how to incorporate all the new technology and everybody's having staffing constraints mm-hmm. but you have to learn how to process and be efficient in whatever you're doing in order to grow up right yeah. that's where I go back to the comment before about I keep reinventing my job right mm-hmm. I mean 20 years ago the filing system was on my full floor and there's a bunch of pocket folders and now <laughs> it's all in the cloud right and you have to go hunting something you have to log into someplace to find it right yeah. so It's really going to be about processes and systems and deciding what market you want to be in. Because, you know, it sounds like, hey, tax, whatever. But there's so many subsets of all kinds of different things. And you just have to be focused and get lucky and hire good people and have good people working with you. And, And more importantly, too, have good clients. Right. Because if I got to beat you over the head every time, it's like, hey, this just isn't a good fit, man. You know, and you just need to go find somebody that matches your personality style better. You know, so that'd be that'd be my best guess. We're over here. We're going to go for it. Right. So
0: good for you. I'm hungry.
1: My staff is hungry. We're going
0: to we're going to ramp it up. That's awesome. I forgot to ask earlier, do you focus um, more on personal or business or both? You know, you really do. The
1: primary probably is the business side. You know, but business owners, they'll have an S corporation for the business. They'll have an LLC partnership for the building. Then they they have a 1040, and their kids have 1040. So ultimately, you're you're doing the business guy stuff. But we do, I do just as many single 1040s that are just you know somebody has a job or they've got a couple of rental properties or whatever all that stuff is. It's a fair cross section, I would say. But it's amazing how interconnected all the activities are sure. in terms of just the different levels of service that they need. They're all very similar.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And once
1: you get a lot of knowledge about it, hey, it's easy to spread it out over a broader base.
0: Sure. Yeah. And the other thing that I would assume is that um, like any outsourced activity, because this is what you guys do, uh, you can do it so much faster and more efficiently and accurate than anyone could tr- try to do it on their own. Right. You would think so. Right. I mean, uh, uh, you know, when somebody,
1: you know, because I mean, think this is a funny, this is a funny, right? I own an accounting firm and I don't know how to use QuickBooks and all of our clients use QuickBooks. Right? <laughs> but what I do know that they don't know is I know what debits and credits are and I know where they go.
0: Sure. Right? So <laughs> What
1: happens is, is that they get their QuickBook file all jacked up because they get their debits and credits backwards and then they really, really need me. And then I can become very, uh, very uh, efficient at resolving those problems, right?
0: Yes. And the other thing I would assume is that you're able to, or your team is able to get in there and fix it on a somewhat of a consistent basis, whether that's monthly or quarterly, so that it's not as big as a problem, right, for the business owner at the end of the year. Well, there's two things about that, right? One is, you know,
1: if you if you take your rent you know, as an example, if you take your rent expense, put it in the utility category, it's still an allowable expense because it was for business. It's just for management information purposes. Your 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 data's all jacked up, right? Right. And so, what we've learned is, you know, in it, it, my philosophy on this has evolved over the last twenty years. Right. It used to be okay. Let's do it quarterly. We'll stay current. We'll plan into the fourth quarter. And now with QuickBooks, you know, as when I started QuickBooks was just starting and I was like, Oh my God, they're going to put me out of business. And in reality, (laughs) nobody knows debits and credits. So it's been like one of the best things that's ever happened. (laughs) And they're much better at marketing than I'll ever be. Right. (laughs) Right. But when you do your work and you should do it, I'm a firm belief at this moment, you do your accounting work every month. Mm -hmm. We touch it. We make sure it reconciles. We make sure it ties out because then what really happens at that moment is you have live information that is accurate. Mm. And then you can make better decisions and figure out how to minimize your tax. Right. Cause normally what happens is most business owners use QuickBooks. They keep their books on the accrual basis, but they file their taxes on the cash basis. Cause I don't want to pay tax on money they haven't collected yet. Sure. So then there's a multiple step process to convert it from accrual to cash. They don't know how to do that, but I do. And <laughs> so when we keep the books current, you're like, Hey, it's fourth quarter. What do I need to do? You give me a set of data. I can start rattling off things due to minimize the tax liability or defer it or whatever we need to do. And then you're really effective at at doing your job and your client gets the best bang for their buck, right? Because I have to do that work. Whether I do it in 12 months in July of this year or last year, (laughs) or I'm doing it in the current year and you get the live information, I still have to go through and do all the work.
0: Yes, (laughs) fair enough. So um, Jim Rohn, one of my favorite authors, says we become the average of the five people we spend the most time with. So Larry, as you think about that, what advice do you have for business owners who are trying to do it on their own? You know, you can't. Right. You can't do it on your own. I mean, you need
1: you have to build yourself a network of advisors for yourself, because like we were talking earlier, I mean, my challenge has been I'm the advisor and who do I go to. Right. So over time, you know, there's certain people that I know are good at what they do, not necessarily business owners, other things, but they they give you perspective Mm. and sometimes they lay the law down and say, oh, you know what, you need to quit quit hedging and just go for it or don't go for it, whatever it is, right? But they're going to push you around and get you out of your comfort zone. Because the thing that I found about being an advisor is the people that I'm talking to, I get them out of their comfort zone. Yes. And nobody that works for them will ever do that. Right. So you have to go out and build a network of people that can help you learn how to grow. Right. Make the space. You know, that's what's what I use. Make the space.
0: Yes. Yeah. I love that. There, the, um, There's a saying that everything that that individually we want out of life and everything that we want in our business is on the other side of our comfort zone.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. Right. And I mean, the, of all the times in my life when I had, you know, now I'm pretty. Uh, methodical about going through the decision-making process, evaluating all the stuff. And I'm very accountant-like on that because yeah. I'm an entrepreneur that happens to be a CPA, not the other <laughs> way around, right? So I'm pretty good. I'll, I'll lay it all out there. But in the end, you got to walk up to the edge and jump. Yeah. And that's hard. Yes. Right. That's hard because (laughs) everybody forgets the risk element of calibrating all their decision making processes together. And that's where they don't jump. (laughs)
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) Including me. Right. I mean, we all have our own things.
0: (laughs) And to your point, it's it's helpful to be able to bounce that off of other people and hear their perspective, because then it's like, oh, yeah, you know what? When I think about it that way, kind of does make sense. Like, why am I holding myself back?
1: Yeah, and, and other people have been successful in other, other endeavors, right? And so they know what they did and how they worked through things. And if you're stuck, you know, one of my biggest pet peeves is don't get stuck, mm. right? You have to be moving because yeah. that light, that light that's coming at you, it's a train. It's going to run over <laughs> you, right? And so just don't get stuck, right? Just hurry up and make a new decision. You won't know if it's a good decision or a bad decision until time passes, but it is a self proving process. If yes. you keep making decisions that don't work, but you keep making decisions, eventually you're gonna get one that sticks.
0: Right. Yeah. And
1: that's the hard part because people keep thinking, Oh, I made a bad decision. I made so what? Yeah, that decision's gone. Yeah. Right. Make a new one.
0: Yes. Right.
1: <laughs> that's how you become successful, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. I've made thousands of horrible decisions,
0: <laughs> but I made one better
1: one. Right. I right? made one better one. I'm going to keep doing that too.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, our, our founder says that he he never fails he either learns or he succeeds so i sure. like that okay. mindset that's a great perspective sure. right yeah
1: same concept right yeah. i mean you just you can't look at it as failing or breaking or whatever yeah. it's just really about hey okay I, I took all the information i had i calibrated it, i decided it worked it didn't work
0: yeah yeah if it
1: didn't work it's a learning curve right and then just make yeah. a new one right yeah that way you don't exactly. get hit yes. by the train
0: yeah <laughs> the the one thing my uh, coach says to me all the time is she'll challenge me so tim do you want to plan for success or plan for failure yeah like, oh, that's it oh so doing that's a, that's nothing right she'll <laughs> say doing nothing is planning for failure so make a decision and go it, You yes we don't know if it's going to be exactly right but it's better than just sitting there waiting for the business to fail or right? <laughs> you
1: know No, you think about that right so Back to my log cabin story, right? Because there's a long story that goes into that. But at some point in time, somebody said to me, why are you doing that? Right? And I'm like, well, you know, it's actually like one of the hardest things I think I could take on that I might not actually succeed at doing. (laughs) Right? So we're really talking about getting me out of my comfort zone and trying really hard and seeing if you can make it work. And now I'm on the other side of that. And I go sit down in there and look around and like, oh, you know what? This is like really awesome. Right. It's really cool. So
0: yes. you get a lot of
1: satisfaction out of stretching yourself and getting out of your comfort zone. Right. So,
0: yes. And then each time we step out of our comfort zone, then our comfort zone expands. right? Oh, and, for sure. And we get more. Well, confidence. you raise the
1: bar then. Right. You yeah. got to. I mean, the one thing I've learned about goals in my whole life is. You know, you write them down. You put them in your pocket. You look at them every day. They take five years to get to, and all every time you got there, and the thing that pisses you off the most is you just didn't raise the bar high enough. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you would have got there too, right? Yeah, so it's like, (laughs) man, you know.
0: Yeah, I I running out of
1: five years.
0: I share that with uh, new clients is that, you know the. The corporate world teaches us to underpromise and over-deliver, right? So mm-hmm. then when we become business owners, we do the same thing. We're conservative with our goals and and we never realize what we could have achieved because of that to your point, right? We we just didn't set the bar high enough and and so we don't know what's possible. Well, and it's a it's a weird concept
1: of doing that, right? Cuz we've we've recently implemented a management team to work on our way through and we're like, "Okay, hey, we need to set some big goals, like big stuff, you know?" Yeah. And they're looking at me like I have three heads and I'm crazy. I'm like, look, they say, <laughs> if you don't raise, the, if you don't set the limit, you're never going to get there. And if you don't get there, well, then you just keep trying. Yeah. Right. But you yeah. got to set that bar high. Right. Yes. You gotta, it's got to be there. Yes. I mean, to me, the goal has to be something that it's realistic that you might fail.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Right. If, if it doesn't scare you, it's not a goal, right? Absolutely. And, and if you already know exactly how you're going to achieve it, it's not a goal. That's not it's a it. task, right? Yeah, it's, that's it. What do. That's why,
1: I, that's why I go back to my log cabin story, right? Because I mean, it's kind of crazy for an accountant who's never built a house. <laughs> <and> practically, <laughs> I haven't cut very many trees down to go do that. And now I have a super cool house, right? That it's a real awesome. log cabin. So that was a good personal growth experience for yeah, me, right? That is awesome.
0: So Larry, last question here. If there was something catastrophic that happened in the business, who's the first person you'd call and what would you want from them? Oh
1: man, that's depends on what catastrophic definition you're talking about, right? Sure. Of course you got to call your lawyer and tell him because he might have to jump in and go fix something, right? <laughs> but right now, on a on a business level, if something happens, we've got a management team. I'm gonna get a hold of all of them and say, okay, here's where you're at. This is yeah. what we need to do. And we That's need to awesome. get in there and go get it done. Right. Yeah. Because right now it's not about me anymore. It's about everybody else. Yeah. Fantastic.
0: Awesome. So um, sounds like you've been blessed with some incredible people in your business journey uh, who have helped you with your growth. If they were all here on the uh, the call today, what would you want to say to them? Oh, uh, thank you. Yeah. Appreciate it. Right. Very, uh, very
1: grateful for all the inputs and, putting up with all my shenanigans and my stumblings and my successes, right. Cause there's been all those things all over the place. Right. So just say thank you and, you know, tell them how grateful I am that they participated. Awesome.
0: Uh, Larry, it's been a pleasure speaking with you today. I appreciate uh, the opportunity to have you on the show.
1: Absolutely. I appreciate being here.
0: To everyone who tuned in, thanks for listening to self made as a myth show with your host coach, Tim Campbell Be sure to help us spread this movement by liking us and sharing us on social media. And to join our movement, go to BeMadTogether.com. All right, folks, that's a wrap. Make sure to pay it forward, and I'll see you all next time. Take care. Thanks, Tim. See ya.